0: Loving God, Loving People. Welcome to Shiloh Church in Oakland, California. Here's today's message from Senior Pastor Javier Ramos. What an amazing God we have. He loves us. He cares for us. He desires the best for us. And I believe, even as you heard in this intro video, and that that's part of this. We've been made for more. And um, actually, the, the title for today's sermon is The Choices Now. And that's one thing, even as we're in this weekend, um, just reflecting, remembering Dr. Martin Luther King, there was something about him that was now. There was this sense of urgency, and one of the things that I'm really proud of, um, just being a part of Shiloh, is, is that we're living that dream. I mean, if you look around, we, we are a church that lives that dream, not just on Sunday, but day in and day out. Not to say that it's perfect, but I believe God's put something in us now that needs to be imparted in the world, amen? A love that has does not look at people's skin, a love that it doesn't matter age, it doesn't matter where people are at in life. We can love them regardless. Amen? Regardless re- with, 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 with nothing. Actually, I was just telling Pastor Melinda, we need to design a T-shirt. You know how we have loving God, loving people. We, we, we need a T-shirt that says, love all, serve all. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that we have a God that loves all? He loves every person, regardless of where they're at in life, God loves them. And our call as a church, I believe, is to love everyone now. Amen? Amen. Now, now is the time. And one of the things, one of his quotes, one of um, Dr. Martin Luther King's quotes that I love as part of his sermon is, uh, or a little um, speech he was giving is, now is the time to open the doors of opportunity to all of God's children. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. And there's an urgency now. Amen. Tell your neighbor, now is that time. And, and I believe now is the time to break the cycle. But there's something that God needs to do in us in order to really influence society. There's these things that the enemy tries to feed to us, these lies that are not true, that keep us from being all that God's called us to be. And, and, and it's, 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 it's a fact of life, and if we don't recognize it, the cycles will not break. And I believe last year's cycles can be broken before we get into next year. Amen? How many of you say that those cycles are broken in Jesus' name? Regardless of how ingrained they are, regardless of where I've been. I mean, whatever it is, the cycle of, of disappointment, the cycle of just living life the same old day after day. I mean, there's, there's a cycle of comfort in some of us. I mean, for me, that's one of the scariest things. You know, we're blessed as a church. We don't have any debt. You know, we're able to serve the community, and you could get on the autopilot. I don't want to be that place that just gets comfortable where we're at. I want to be that place where God stretches us in faith. Amen. And we, in fact, see a city change for Jesus Christ, a Bay Area change change. For Jesus Christ. I don't care that we're the most post-Christian part, um, eighth most post-Christian region in the nation. I believe that's a great opportunity for God to bring revival. Amen. That's why we're here in the name of Jesus. Let's not be like Elijah hitting in the cave saying, oh boy, look at where the world's at. No, there's a remnant. There's a people out there where the glory of God moves. And he wants to make that change now. Amen? Now. Now. And he wants to do it in us so it can flow from us. Amen? So I believe this is not just some nice hype up first sermon of the year. This is a declaration of faith by which we could live by in 2019, amen? I'm going to wake up different. I'm going to talk different. I'm going to dream different. I'm going to live different. I'm going to do it the way God wants me to do it in the mighty name of Jesus, amen? Because I believe God's bringing us out of some places, amen? I believe God wants to take us out And I just want to give a warning. If you have some little kids, this is maybe a PG-13 sermon. So um, we got great children's ministry. I recommend you put them in. So I don't want anybody mad at me later on today, okay? So now's a good time to go check them in in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Exodus 14, 21 says, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back. By a strong east wind all the night. And he made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on the right and on the left hand. You know, if, if you think about life and your choices and where you are in life, it was all due to choices you made. Decisions you made. It's really determined. The way we stepped into 2019 had to do with choices we made in 2018. Right? Scripture talks about how that's what our life is. It's choices. It's decisions. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous man are ordered by God. There's a deliberate action. There's a deliberate step. I actually love watching people walk. How many of you like watching people walk? Just old families. I know I walk kind of funny. I got teased as a little kid. I'm cool with it. You know, we all walk a little funny. I see. I like watching people who kind of walk with a limp. I like watching people who are just like nose forward going at it in the name of Jesus. Actually, my family does not like the way I walk because I walk fast. You know, it's funny, they complain I walk fast, but then they're so happy that when we go to amusement parks and destinations, we do it. Look at all we did. Well, it's because I was walking fast and dragging you along. If we'd gone your pace, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. Actually, here at the church, we have this amazing, weird alarm system that, that when it senses motions, it records. And uh, back when our founder, Dr. Violet Kightley, was alive and we installed that system, we were getting calls from the alarm system uh, company. because. But they got to know what the sound was. And they said, we don't understand what's going on, but at weird hours of the morning and night, we hear this sound. And they'd replay it back for us. And it would be this click, 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 click. And that's the way Pastor Violet walked. If you watched her, she was just like... And you could hear, and she always wore high heels, and she clicked around and it recorded her. She just knew where she was going. Amen? And some of us have not taken a step because we don't know where we're going. Because we're so used to patterns that we're afraid of making bad choices. And that's what steps are systematic, intentional movements that get us somewhere. And I love that scripture because it's, it's, it, it puts the sense that, hey, Lord, before I take this step, I want to know that you're in it. And actually, if we think of a lot of the issues we're dealing with right now, for most of us, it wasn't because the devil made you do it. It's because of a bad choice. Maybe he tempted you, but you ultimately decided to buy that mink coat 27 years ago at Macy's and you're still paying for it now on your Macy's car. I mean, some, really? I mean, there's some, there's some choices we've made that we're still dealing with. But isn't it wonderful, God's wisdom? Amen. Even when we make bad choices, he doesn't say, see me later. He doesn't say, live with it, get yourself out of it. He gives us the wisdom to deal with it. Amen. And we need God to direct us. We need God to lead us. We need his wisdom to take us beyond our today. Because our choices are limited by what happened yesterday and what's going on now. See, God sees the future. He knows the beginning. All we can see is to the top of the mountain. He knows what's on the other side of the mountain. All we could see is at the corner, up to the corner. He could see around the corner. God knows the beginning from the end. So why would we allow ourselves to make such decisions that are so consequential without an ongoing God? We need to ask Him, Lord, before I take this step, what do you say about this? And we all know that there's some things that God has said, that's not smart. Actually, he's heavy and said, that is stupid, and we still stepped into stupid. Come on. There's some of us stubborn people who gotta touch. God says, No, it's hot, and what do we do? Touch the thing. Right? Some of us are blistered from things that God said, stop touching. Amen? And here we have this all-knowing God. Look what 1 1 John 3.20 says, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Meaning that we make choices by what we feel. A lot of our choices are by what we feel. And let me tell you, your feelings are off. Tell your neighbor, your feelings, don't listen to them. They're wrong, right? We need God to order our steps. He wants to order our steps. And it's not until we allow him to order our steps that those perpetual cycles in our lives will not be broken. Amen? And let me tell you, you will not step into a new season until that cycle is broken in the name of Jesus. Amen? And let me tell you what happens when you do it God's way. Opportunities that were not attainable by just yourself are opened up. Amen? They're opened up. You enter into a place of divine intervention. How many of you want a little bit of divine intervention in their life? Amen? That's God's primary role. We all know Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. What does he do? He leads us. He's not leading you to a cliff. He's not leading you. The Bible says He leads us to still pastures, to green pastures and to still waters, to places of replenishing, to places of peace, to places even in the valley He leads us. He leads us to the places where we can be built up and edified, where we can know peace and joy in our lives. Those are the places that He Wants to lead us. God's way is always best. Some of us need that fo- tattooed on our forearm. God's way is best. Before we make that decision, God's way is best. Before we reply to that text, God's way is best. Before we deal with that co worker or sit with our boss, we need to say, God's way is best. I mean, how many of you have had to backpedal because God said, don't answer that way, but you responded that way, and next thing you know, you're backpedaling, amen? Come on, wives, you know your husband's done that many times. Squeeze her hand right now. This is the opportunity. That's you, babe. That's you, babe. Amen? Right? We can't change our seasons if we don't break our cycles, and we can't break the cycles if we do not change the decisions and the choices we are making, amen? Amen? That's why I believe 2019 can be a year of reconciliation and restoration. Lining up to what God says and then moving forward in Jesus' name. Amen. And all that that we think is gone and bygone, God can restore and make it better in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. See, if we go with our feelings, guess what it leads to? Destruction. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to man, but it leads to the way of death. Think about that. There are some things in your life that have died that would be alive if you would have done it God's way. There are some relationships, some marriages, some family relationships, some business ventures. There are some things that would have gone well if you would have done it God's way. But instead you did it your way and it led to death. Isn't it wonderful that we got a God that restores? Isn't it wonderful that we have a God that could even go to the valley of dry bones and put those dead dreams together and say, that's all right, don't worry about it. I'm going to restore even everything that the locust has eaten I'm bringing back in Jesus' name. But we got to do it God's way. With his wisdom, with his direction. We need to do it. Our finances, there's some of us summary in our finances because we did it our way. And you're not getting out of that situation until you do it God's way. And God can get you out. That debt relief company isn't gonna get you out. You're amp- Um, Betty, who, when she dies, is going to leave you an inheritance. Inheritance isn't going to let you out because God's not going to let her die until you figure it out because you'll just be back up in that hole all over again. Amen? Come on. Ooh, it's getting real in here. And that's the truth of the matter. We need God's wisdom in our lives. See, we need faith on the front end. Because God's preferred method of leading is instruction. He doesn't want you to learn by experience. Some of us are so experience-oriented. Culture, society is so experience-oriented. And God's saying, no, have faith in me. Amen? Have faith in me on the front end so you don't have to deal with all the issues you had to deal with on the back end. There's some stuff we're dealing on the back end because we know God said no and we did it anyway. Come on, how many of you have done that? Am I the only one? Well, I'm going to preach to myself. There I am. All right. We're all that way. We've all made those mistakes. Amen? Look what Deuteronomy 30, 19, and I believe a lot of us are in this place right now. I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death. You're in the proverbial fork in the road. You're at a place of decision, a place of blessing and cursing. And look what the verse says, therefore choose life. Tell your neighbor, choose life. Do it God's way, not your own way. Estupido, that means stupid in Spanish. No cursing in church. Amen. You know, and this word curse, I want you to hear this. This word curse isn't like, oh, if you go that way, God's going to send every curse on you. No, cursed is the way that you go without God involved. Because anything you do without God is doomed for failure. Anything you do without God is doomed for destruction. I don't know about you, but I want to take the route where there's divine intervention. Amen? Because I've seen it. What happens when I go his way? Is it always the easy way? No, but I will go his way. It's the best way. It's the abundant way. It's the blessed way. It's the way when God that God opens doors that you and I cannot open. Come on, how many of you tried to open some doors on your own? Hold on, God, I got this one. You walk into that thing and we're still dealing with it 15 years later. Isn't it good God gives us the wisdom to even get out of that? Amen? Even when things, and now I'm not saying it's all fun and roses. Even when things are falling around us, he told Paul, Paul, you follow me. Even if the ship is wrecked, I will float you to shore. You will not drown. And nations and cities will be changed because of you. We went to Malta one time. All they could talk about was Paul. On every corner, there's a church called St. Paul. It was changed because of him. Do you know God wants to change society and culture through you? You are God's billboard. You are the billboard of God's glory of what happens when God uses imperfect. When we declare, I am weak. And his strength is perfected through us. We are it. You are it. Tell your neighbor, you're it. Amen. Some of you got awfully scared when you told that person you're it. Tell the other person, you are it. We need God's wisdom. We need to refuse. I will not go this way unless God says to go this way. Amen. I will not. Put a ring on it until God says, put a ring on it. Come on. I will not go this direction unless God says do it. Amen? Because without wisdom, guess what happens? Struggle wicks in. Without wisdom, destruction walks in. Without wisdom, the enemy walks in. Without wisdom, we are led astray. Amen? Wisdom is a wall of protection in our lives. And not your, Fred Frank, your friend Frank's wisdom. I'm talking about God's wisdom. God's direction. His heavenly wisdom. Stop believing the lies of the enemy. Tell your neighbor, quit listening to lies. Second Corinthians 10 are, are the theme verse for this, for this whole series. Stop believing the arguments and pretensions. The exaggerated evaluations that the enemy is trying to declare. Amen? It's God that's going to lead us to the next level. It, he, it is He who's going to improve our lives. He wants to improve our choices because our choices impact our destiny. They lead us in the direction of destiny. See? See? There's something, there's an exodus, there's an out of Egypt experience that God's saying, I want to get you out of that place, out of that place that's been holding you hostage and not only you, but generations. I want to get you out of there in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, quit looking back. See, the children of Israel looked one way, but their mind was somewhere else. They were walking one way, but their thoughts were back on Egypt. They talked freedom, but they thought slavery. They talked about Canaan. But see, it's interesting. If you look geographically, Canaan and Egypt were all along the same valley, but on opposite ends of one another. See, they had to turn their back in that valley, on Egypt, and say, no, I'm going to the promised land. I'm going to what God has for me. And quit looking back. Stop looking back. Kick your neighbor and say, quit looking back. (laughs) Boy, you actually did it. That's not very nice. The Lord forgive you. Amen? See, in order to reach Canaan, they had to look back on Egypt. And a whole generation was lost because they Didn't quit looking back. Some of us need to quit looking back. I love this story because as they walked out, there wasn't even mud. There was no trace of your past. God has, let me tell you, he tells us in his word, he takes your sin and he casts it as far east as from the west. He chooses not to remember it. So quit diving in that sea of forgetfulness and digging out yesterday's sin that you have already been forgiven of in the name of Jesus. It's the enemy. It's the enemy that makes us return to our vomit. It's the enemy that makes us return to the sin of yesterday. It's the enemy that's out to delay and detour and detain and discourage and derail your progression in God. That's why he is chasing after you. But it don't matter if you're walking in the wisdom and in the direction of God, you got it. You're covered, you're protected. Amen? And I believe some of you are in this season. I believe all of us are in this place of holy revelation. You hear God saying, yeah, there's more in you. You hear the Holy Spirit saying, yeah, there's greater in you. And you are agitated and frustrated as can be. If you leave this place frustrated today, I'm happy. Because, you know, I believe frustration when we're seeking God is an indicator saying you're not in the place that I want you to be. Where you're at is not the best. I got better for you. I got new levels. I got bigger destiny. I got bigger dreams. You're settling for the better thing I have for you. Quit settling. Quit staying in the valley. Quit looking back at Egypt. Amen. I believe that frustration is going to be the fuel that is going to propel us to take us from where we are to where he wants us to be. Amen. It's an indicator. It's an indicator. You don't believe it belong in the level you're at. You're living too low. You're living too low compared to where God wants you to be. In this season of praying and fasting, you need to ask the Lord, what is it you're saying? What level is it you want me on? Father, I'm frustrated. Walk me out of this place. They had to walk it out. Pharaoh was chasing them down with chariots, and they were walking that thing out. Isn't it amazing? Think about that. They're walking it out, and and Pharaoh and his army got chariots with 26-inch rims. They looked like they got it all together. They got all the gear, they got all the bling, they got all the gold, they got all the prosperity, they got all the riches, they got it all. And God said, just walk it out. You don't worry about what the world has, I got something better for you. You're looking for a bowl of soup, God's saying, I got a place of promise, a place flowing with milk and honey. Quit looking back. And see, that's what culture does. Culture will roll on you. Culture will roll with its 6 inch rims, with its gold, with its chariots, with its beautiful horses, its stallions. It will roll on you and try to take you out. And it will bombard you and bombard you and bombard you. And you'll feel stuck and it will keep chasing after you. And you got to say, no, I will not look at what culture has because I know God's got better for me. I'm not going to do it culture's way, even if it's been ingrained in me, even if it's been ingrained in my family. I think about that. We talk about the people that left. What about the people who said, no, we're going to stay in Egypt? You ever think about that? No stories written about them because they're still stuck in slavery. And here God's saying, don't matter. It doesn't matter how big the enemy looks because he's going to come after you. And he'll use every tactic. We've been talking about these strongholds. He'll use every tactic. He'll use everything. It'll, You know, this morning, I'm getting ready for the Word. And I'm in the back. And I got my scriptures open. And, and I'm trying to turn on worship music. I can't even get to worship music without seeing some girl on the, I have Apple Music like this. In pink. <laughs> blow me a kiss. <laughs> Saying, Explicit. I mean, I can't. You can't even get to genres, top charts, Christian gospel, to hear little Tasha Cobbs and how I don't got to be a slave anymore without going and looking at that first. Because the enemy, he will dump everything on you. He will use, they say sex sells, you better believe it. 94 billion dollar industry in this world. 16 billion. In the U.S., 94 billion, you know that's more than Major League Baseball, NFL, Netflix, all of that put together. More downloads on pornography and sexual things than anything else. That is something that the world is inundated with. And you know what? The church has stayed quiet on it. And you know why? Because we're scared of it. And when when we, the church, don't talk about everything there is to talk about, A generation, a generation, I don't care if you're 90 in the room, I don't care, well, if you're below 13, you should go children's ministry now, but, or below, it don't matter. It is coming after you, and it is inundated, and let me tell you what happens, and when we don't talk about it, we have generations that have gone to the world for the answer. We have, gone to gen- we have generations that are looking at the world for the solution and they are perverting something that God created to be good. Amen? Let me say it right here. God created sex. Got quiet in the first service too. Nobody knew what to say. Do I say amen? Do I cheer? God is pro-sex. You know, I was telling my wife, I was telling my wife, I hope that young man is married. I was telling my wife this last week, well, in the beginning of the week, because I'm getting ready for the sermon. You know, it's funny. I'll be honest. I wanted to, I wanted to go full bore Egypt and metaphorical. And God said, no, you use that three-letter word. And I said, really? Can I not? Yeah, you use it. And, you know, I was telling my wife, it's funny, because this is what the church says. You know, sex is bad, nasty, horrible, disgusting. Save it for the one you love save it for the one you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Am I right or am I right? And, and here we don't talk about it. You know, I had a gentleman, he's a, psychi- a doctor, a psychiatrist, he was in the last service. He said, you don't know almost every issue I deal with in relationships, in parenting, in, 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 in marriages, that it's all related to sex. Because we don't talk about this thing and the enemy is bombarded. he's coming with his chariot full blast chasing us down and we feel like we're standing here and god says i've parted the waters walk through and we keep looking back and God's saying go through i got something better for you if you do it my way amen the bible says in the last days there will be a there will be a, a generation that gets increasingly pro- Pro- promiscuous, it actually says it'll be like the days of Noah and Lot where they gave themselves to perversity and what life, the pleasures of life. Is that culture? Is that culture? Go with what you feel, go with what you desire. And that is a lie of the devil. Amen? And we as a church need to stop staying away from targets, to, from topics that God created. God made sex. God made us. God made creation. He made the world. The Bible says everything is the Lord's, amen, in the world. All of it. But the enemy takes it and flips it and reverses it, amen? And I want to tell you the problem with us as a church is we take levels of fallenness and we try to say that's more fallen than, every, than that is. Let me tell you, fallen is fallen, period. There is no level of fallen as, oh, well, that's worse than me. No, that is not. Fallen is fallen. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So even this topic of sex, it's not only this. It's anything that you allow that God desires for good to become bad to become a, a hitch, to become that chariot, to become that thing that has you in this cycle that keeps you moving forward, this hidden sin, this hidden thing that you keep hiding away, and God's saying, don't hide it, deal with it, and I'll set you free in the name of Jesus. Come on. I mean, there's all kinds of scriptures. I won't read them. I mean, it talks about how wonderful it's meant to be, but there is a battle for our head battle for our mind and that's where the enemy goes it's images all you you're a swipe away from filth who got quiet all of a sudden you're a pop up away you're a text away and we need to do it God's way amen regard listen regardless of our area of fallenness all of us all of us God wants to make whole Regardless of our area, God wants to do, it doesn't affect, it affects all of us whether you're single or married. It doesn't matter who you are in the room, whether single or married. These issues affect all of us because again, he wants to, the enemy wants to delay, distract us, amen, deny us of what God has for us, amen. Look what the Bible says in Romans 1. It says, verse 21, yes, they knew God. This is talking about people who knew God. But they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. See, that's when we don't live in truth and God's wisdom and we begin to talk about what God and who he is. Let me tell you and I, unless we're in the word, we will never understand who God is. And even then, every day, fresh revelation comes. But if you're just getting it third or fourth hand, you're taking the sermon and you're hearing it five, six lines down, somebody, let me tell you, that is not truth. We all need to get in the truth and see what God has to say. It says here, claiming to be wise, but instead they become utter fools. This, these are, this isn't the world. This is people who believe in God. And they begin to worship idols that look more like people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandons them to whatever shameful thing their heart desires. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And as a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. Look what it says. They traded the truth about God for a lie. I don't know about you, I don't want to get to heaven one day and say, you know, Javier, you lived a lie for your life as a believer. I had more for you. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself. Amen? See, the enemy wants us to respond with our feelings. He wants us to be feeling babe. Let me tell you, our feelings don't define us. Because right now, the enemy's throwing ideas about you right now. Even in this room, he's trying to see, see, you're nasty, you're dirty. That's a lie of the devil, amen? There is no shame in Jesus Christ. He wants to forgive you. He wants to move you forward. You're hearing this message because he's bringing light and revelation to your life to move you forward in the things of God. And so not only do you bring freedom, but you'll bring freedom to others in the name of Jesus. I believe everything the world, every question the world has, somebody in the body of Christ has a solution for. Apple don't got it. Google don't got it. Netflix definitely doesn't have it. I mean, I can't even look for Annie with an E without looking at filth before I get to her great series. I like Annie with an E. But we need to say, God, preserve us, protect us. We want to look at things the way you see, amen? Sex is more than a feeling, and it's more than a recreational activity. It's more than some physical thing. It's more than just something that happens. See, we are more spiritual beings than we are earthly beings. See, we're not temporal beings in an earthly body. We're temporary earthly beings that are eternally spiritual. So everything we do has a spiritual reason behind it. Everything we do, everything we say, sex isn't just the feeling or the feel good of, it's not about the feeling, it's about the intimacy. Sex between my wife and I is not just about the feeling, it's about my commitment to her. It's my connection to her. It has nothing to do with the feeling. It has to do with all about her and her. And same by, ooh, it's getting quiet in here. Okay, let's breathe. (sighs) Amen? See, God's not talking about the physical act, right? Remember, very first thing he said about sex in the Bible was, it was between a man and a woman in the Bible. And the two shall become what? One flesh. It's more than that. Amen? Amen? And see the world selling this marketing idea. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's a lie of the enemy. What happens in Vegas hollows you out and follows you back home and follows you into your marriage and follows you into every relationship and follows you into counseling for the next 15 years. Ooh, it's quiet. You thought it was okay to go to Vegas, huh? Amen. What I love about it is it's something that God desires to heal. We all need God to heal us. All of us have wandered wandered in one way or another. Let's be honest, all of us have, in one way or another. All of us have wandered, amen? And, And God wants to be intimacy, and the enemy brings this lie. And we need to understand that real love is a commitment to a person. It's not a commitment to a feeling. It's not a commitment to a deed. It's all about that person. Amen? And you know why? Because of who we are to God. See, there's some things we do with our bodies that we would never think of doing in this building. But we've got it backwards. This building is just a building. You are the temple of the Most High God. You are the carrier of the Holy Spirit. How can When you defile this, you defile the temple of God. You defile with your eyes, with your ears, with your feelings physically. You guys can breathe. It's okay. <laughs> Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 6.15. Do you not know that your, members are me- your bodies are members of Christ? Amen. Shall I then, the members of Christ, and take them members of, of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that when you are joined to a harlot in one body with her, for the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Pastor, what do I do when those issues come? Run! Flee! Get out of the way. Pastor, but I got myself in the problem. I don't care. Hang up the phone. Run. Just go. Take Uber. Praise God for Uber. Take Lyft. You don't got it. She doesn't have to give you a ride home. Just go in the name of Jesus. Look what it says in verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Amen. First 1 Thessalonians 4. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. That you should avoid sexual immorality. Choose to do it God's way. That's why I believe this is a year of restoration and reconciliation. We're going to talk about everything this year. Amen? Because there's some things God wants to reconcile. And I just want to apologize as the church. I apologize for us not talking about these things. I apologize for us not dealing what we need to deal with. That's why the enemy right now is on society selling them false identity and a false bag of goods of who they are in Jesus Christ. Because we failed. We look at something and we measure it to our level of felonness and we say, oh, that is worse. Let me there. It is not worse. We all struggle. We all struggle with something. We all struggle with too much shopping. We all struggle with too much eating. Let's be honest, some of our health issues we're asking for prayer and healing for are health issues because there was something in our life not right. We ate too many donuts for the last 37 years and, we're, and our toes are falling off now because of that. Oh, it's, is it not true? Why, this is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I was mad this weekend. We were praying at our table. And my wife was talking about how on the last day of the fast, she's going to Ross's Donut. I said, who's Ross's Donut? I didn't know she had this secret place called Ross. And her and my kids go there in the morning sometimes and have donuts. And I was like, without me? I felt cheated on. Pray for your pastor. I said, well, I'm going too. On the 31st, I'm going in Jesus' name. Amen. Some of you already went to Roz's Donuts, didn't you? Look what Jesus said. It's the eyes. Matthew 6, the lamp of the body is the eyes. There's some things we look at that we shouldn't look at. There's some things we look at and the Holy Spirit's saying, stop looking at it, right? If therefore your eye is good, what does it say? Your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, The whole body will be full of darkness. Tell your neighbor it's all in your head. Romans 8, 5 and 6. Do not be dominated by sinful nature. Think about sinful things. Those who are dominated, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think. Ask your neighbor, what are you thinking? Ask yourself, where's your thinking at? Those who are controlled by the Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So let your sinful nature, if you let, so letting your sinful nature controls your mind, what does it lead to? Death. Bible saying, I read it to you earlier today, choose life or choose death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. We need each other. I want you to hear this. We need each other. You know, the, who in here has taken cleansing streams? Raise your hand. Oh my goodness. You know what's amazing about that ministry? I mean, it's, uh, just all that happens is great. But you get into the room with a bunch of people that are real and they share some issues and there's this confidentiality thing where you don't share it elsewhere. And people realize I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who struggles with this that or the other. I'm not the only one. There's other people as well. Let me tell you we all struggle with the same thing. The Bible says in James 5 make it a common practice. See what it says? Common practice. confess your sins to one another and it doesn't say pick up your friend and tell you about your friend's sins it says and pray for each other so you can live life together whole and healed we all need to be whole and we all need some healing we all need the Holy Spirit to work in us we all need to be connected we all need to be live life together we all need relationships that are holy and if you're in a bad relationship run in the name of Jesus actually right now I give you permission, take out your cell phone send them a text and say I can no longer talk to you per Pastor Javier send and then delete their contact and then block them right now, come on you know who that is You know who that is. That person that keeps texting you every couple of years. Hey, how you doing? And you get all weird in the tummy. Come on. Let's be real here. You could breathe. Come on. It might not be that. It might be something else. You know, maybe you have an issue with uh, Sparkies, and you keep getting that double bacon burger every day and you got to stop that. Don't go that way home. Take the long way home. Amen? Whatever it is. I remember Melinda's great-grandfather, Albert Whitney, lived to be 105 years old. The church's chicken on 35th and MacArthur went out of business after he passed away. They took him for his 100-year birthday to Hawaii and had to go the long way to see all the touristy things because every time he saw Church's Chicken, he'd say, Take me there! Take me there. But he ate it with moderation. He lived to be 105 years old. But there's something, all of us, there's something. Like I said, maybe it's, maybe it's Amazon Prime. it's getting real in here maybe it's Zappos, maybe it's whatever whatever has got a hook on you that you know if you were not doing, you would change it if you could but you can't you know your life be better without it let me tell you, I want you to understand this, God's not just trying to deliver you from something God is delivering you to something better He's got better for you. He's got the best thing for you. Don't think about what I'm going to lose, what I'm going to miss out. Let me tell you, if he's saying, don't do that, it's because he's got something better than you. It's because you're settling for not even second best, the worst of the worst. And he's saying, I got something more better for you. Amen. Right where you're at. Let's stand up. As the worship team comes, I'm going to pray for you. We're going to see some people come to Jesus. We're going to close in worship. But I want us to read this scripture together real quick. 2 Corinthians seven, one, 7 verse 1. It should be behind me, on the side of me. Let's read it together. With promises like this to pull us on, dear friends, let's make a claim. Break with everything that defiles or distracts us, but within And without, let's make our entire life fit and holy temples for the worship of God. Amen. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. And even right now, Father, if I share anything in this room that brought condemnation, forgive me. Because we know you don't come to condemn. You do come to convict and change. Father, you convict us cuz you have something better for us. So Father, I thank you for the tw- the great 2019 you want us to have. We believe, Father, that this will be the best year of our lives. We pray, we thank you that cycles are being broken. We thank you that the mud of yesterday has stayed there because of Jesus Christ and His blood. And right now, Father, I just pray for all of our minds. Whatever it might be, Father. Maybe it's football. Maybe it's rugby. Maybe it's whatever. Whatever distracts us from the best thing You have for us, we break it now In Jesus' name. God, wash it all away. Father, I pray that you'll just even bring that revelation that you so washed and purified everybody here that there's no evidence of track of previous seasons, Father God. And today, if you've not asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, today's that day. Today's that day. The Bible says all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. He's not saying and you'll be perfect and it's all gonna be perfect. No, he said you'll be saved and he'll walk with you wherever you go. Amen? His banner over us is love. So if you're in the room and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, all you gotta do, why don't you repeat this prayer after me? Say, Dear Jesus, come into my life, forgive me of my sins be my Lord, be my Savior. I turn from my way of living and I choose your way because it's the best way. I know you desire the best for me, my city, my community, my state, my nation, and this world in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, just raise your hand. We want to celebrate Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Senior Pastor Javier Ramos. We invite you to join us at Shiloh Church for worship, prayer, and the message of God every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or watch us online at shilohchurch.com.